0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Guide Culture Podcast. Before we get started on this episode, we want to let you know about the next in-person session. We are so excited to be able to bring the people together. We have moved the session from June to July 16th, 17th, and 18th. We are so excited to be back together with everybody We moved it from June to July, just so that you could have more certain travel plans, knowing that things are really going to be more stable in July than they will be at the beginning of June. Yes, absolutely. We are going to do everything uh, we know to do to take precaution. Less people will be coming, and we're going to sanitize in between each session. And fam, I just cannot encourage in-person enough. The more I do this, and the more that we see people come to online, and then they come in person, and we kind of see the trend of people that repeat it and especially come to the in-person session, their results are just tenfold. The way they understand the material, they experience the material, and they really get that side-by-side coaching to be able to take it and run. Do everything you can to be here. I'm sure you're going to want to get out by then for sure. We cannot wait to see you at the in-person or the online session. Can't wait. All right, guys, welcome back to the Guide Culture Podcast. This is part two of Seven Things I Learned. Building a seven figure business by the age of 27. And if you haven't listened to part one, make sure you pause this episode and head to the first one so you can get the first three things. We're going to cover the last four things today on this episode. So here we go. Let's get started. The fourth thing that I've learned building a uh, business by the age of 27 is to plan to win, prepare to win, then And only then can you expect to win. So I want to break it down, what plan, prepare, and expect kind of mean. First of all, planning to win is really planning your work and working your plan. If you know me, you know my work and life is very scheduled and very little, very few things kind of change that plan and change that schedule. Really going after the hard things is something that I'm, I'm passionate about because it's so unnatural. And if you know what the Daily Deposit is, it's, it's our journal. We are actually rebranding it right now. It's getting a fresh new makeover. And so planning the things in the game day list, that's kind of where it came from. Basically, when I started this entrepreneurial journey, I would just create these lists, these long lists, and I would kind of pick and choose what I wanted to do and naturally, you kind of choose the easier things or the fun things. Like, hey, let me like organize my email. When really that's not a needle-moving activity at all, right? It's it's probably a type of buffering, which basically means you are avoiding the hard things so you do the things that feel fun. And so that game day list is really kind of the five hard things, things that don't come easy, that don't come natural, things that 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 make you really move the needle. Because what was happening is at the end of that long list, when I would pick the easy things, I would, I would end up with this list, these list of hard things, and I would just feel so down and defeated. So planning those hard things and really executing, and it has nothing to do with the idea. It has everything to do with the execution. So plan the work work the plan. Preparing to win, my thoughts of preparing to win is is doing that inner work that feels unamazing. You know, it's like the, the Toastmasters, the reading, the journaling, the personal growth, the things that feel like, oh, uh, like this doesn't feel like it's helping anything when really it's preparing you to win the championship, right? When you win a championship in a sport, you win during the off season because that's when you're preparing to win. The thing about this in kind of the game of life is that we don't know when the championship will be. You know, if you were to play, you know, the Super Bowl football, you know when the Super Bowl is and you know you're preparing up until this certain date. But in life, we don't know what the championship is. We don't know when it will be. And so we have to prepare even though we don't know what we are preparing for. Because when it's game time, When the opportunity comes, when somebody calls you, when somebody is ready to have you on their podcast or speak on their stage or be a guest on something, like it's too late to prepare. You have to kind of be ready all the time. You never know when a potential client's going to come your way. You never know, uh, you know, what they're going to say. Hopefully you'll be ready to handle their concerns. Hopefully you'll be able to kind of control the conversation. Or like I said, when someone asks you to speak, like, are you prepared? Have you been going to Toastmasters? Are you ready? Are you confident in that? So preparing to win is kind of really doing the work, even though you don't know what the, what that work is preparing you for. And then expecting to win, I mean, for me, expecting to win is a lot of self-talk. You know, the most important story is a story that you tell yourself. It's not about kind of hoping something will happen. It's kind of just knowing that it will happen and waiting for time to catch up. So if you've been following me for a while, you might know that I just like, I love Sarah Blakely. So passionate about just like who she is and her story and how she loves women entrepreneurs. And I know that she's very passionate about sales. And so that gets me really excited. And I just know one day we are going to be the sales trainer for Spanx employees. I just know it. And so a lot of times, sometimes people will ask me like, Hey, you know, I know you love Sarah Blakely, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, yeah, I know we're going to, we're going to work with her. And they'll be like, wait, when, Wh- when did that happen? And I'll say, well, I'm not sure. I know it's going to happen. I'm just waiting for the right time. Cause I just know that it will. There's, there's, we don't talk about how we hope it's going to happen or I'm not sure if it's going to happen. No, 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 we don't say that. We're like, Hey, this will happen. We're just kind of waiting for time to catch up. I'm very passionate about about self-talk, you know, negative thoughts, they will come. The key is not to bring them to life because whenever you say something good or bad, you will give life to it. You know, if you catch yourself saying like, oh, this isn't going to work. I'm so exhausted. You know, I don't have what it takes. COVID-19 is everywhere. I'm probably going to catch it or, things like, oh, I'm an Enneagram six, and so I'm not good at that. You know, this is why I don't love personality tests, because what so many people don't know is that we will get exactly what we say. Send your words out into the direction that you want your life to go. And so if you want to go in a certain direction, don't rely on a little test or a little thought that it's going to tell you the way that it thinks you should go. No, you can determine the direction of life. Your life. When you say you're only good at certain things because of a, a test told you, you know, you're right. You're exactly right. You will only be good at those things. When you talk defeat, you can expect defeat. But when you talk victory, you can expect victory. You can expect to win. Now, like I said, this doesn't mean negative thoughts don't come in your head because they do. The key is not to bring them to life. So next time you feel yourself about to speak negative thoughts, try thinking a different way. Try thinking, you know, I'm not speaking defeat into my future. I will speak good things over my life. I am strong. I can be whoever and whatever I want to be. I am a leader. This is going to be a great year. I am excited about my future. Something good is going to happen to me. You believe what you say about yourself more than what anybody else says. That's why regularly we should be saying out loud, I am special. I am full of value. I have what it takes. I am a winner. My best days are here and now. I'm getting better every day in every way. I can be good at anything I put my mind to. My future is brighter than ever. Guys, these words, they're going to come right back inside of you and create that same image on the inside. You're going to start to see yourself as all of these things. And once you get a picture of it, those images are going to start to pass to the outside. The more you talk about something... The more you draw it in. So instead of talking about the problem, talk about the solution and expect that you are going to win. Don't talk about the way that you are, talk about the way you want to be. So when you plan, you plan your work, work your plan, you prepare, you do that inner work, you do the journaling, you do personal growth, personal development. You're preparing for the championship and then you expect, you say, hey, I am capable. This is going to happen. I know that I can do this. That is a winning combination right there. The fifth thing that I've learned building a seven figure business by the age of 27 is to pray as if it depends on God, work as if it depends on you. One without the other just doesn't work. I'll never forget my mom telling me, this is when I was uh, playing tennis back in the day. I just remember her saying like, hey, you got to like pray and paddle. You can't be in a boat in the middle of the ocean and just pray God is going to get you to shore. And you can't just paddle and work really hard without prayer and asking God to get you to the shore. You have to do both. You have to pray and you have to paddle. One without the other, it just won't work always leave room for miracles. That's what we always say here. You know, pray as if it already happens. This kind of goes back with kind of talking, that self-talk. A way I personally love to pray is I like to thank God for things that he's already done, even if they haven't happened. So instead of you know, God, will you please do this? Will you please do this? I like to pray like, Hey God, thank you for your guidance in my decisions. Thank you for putting the right people in the right place. Thank you for allowing this business to honor you, uh, you know, pray in thankfulness as if it has already happened. One thing we talk a lot about in guide culture, our team together, we talk about, um, scaling the spirit. You know, you can always scale a business with numbers and this and that and techniques and all of that, but you know, Scaling the spirit is what makes guide culture special. And, you know, I really feel like one way, there's so many ways to scale the spirit, right? But one way is to really, instead of focusing on training somebody, really focus on transforming them. And in my opinion, you cannot transform anything unless the spirit is involved. And for us, you know, we really just pray and ask God to come into our business and kind of change people from the inside out. And there's two things that I think really helps scale the spirit of guide culture and scales the spirit of really anything. And one of those is teaching values and the other is a living laboratory. So, you know, good values. They're very teachable and reachable, and they really are the way to a better life. God culture really helps people kind of explore and examine themselves and decide how they will take action to embrace the change in their lives. So, you know, we really stand by the fact that, you know, sales is about serving and loving others. Uh, we really believe that Like, hey, you got to want for others what you want for yourself. Really focus on, like we've talked about earlier, being the right person, which will then... In turn, help them do the right things and then have all that they can have that be do have model. We've done a whole podcast on be do have, and we'll put that in the show notes for you to check it out. But, you know, teaching those values and kind of intertwining it within the guide culture message and within the guide culture techniques that's one way just to really scale the spirit of guide culture. And the second thing is that living laboratory. uh, So often, you know, training will, will stay in our head and not come out. We'll learn something new, but we might not always apply it. Transformation really needs a living laboratory to be effective. And to do that, a great place to do that is to do it in small. That's what our labs are for is to really practice and apply so that they can be transformed and you know there's so many things that we really kind of pray over and kind of work towards but if I could tell you the things I really pray for the most it would be just the values and the content within guide culture you know within the podcast within the training within the Instagram posts and the Instagram stories like those things are not taken lightly they're they're very thought through because we just know how important that is and also really just kind of praying over those living laboratories and just really hoping that people kind of of experience the transformation that we know so many other people have, um, but really knowing that hey, we can work all day long on helping that transformation, but there's also very little that can replace the the spirit that prayer brings. The sixth thing that I've learned building a business by the age of 27 is that entrepreneurship is 50. 50. Okay. Life is not meant to be a vacation. Uh, so just knowing that 50% of the entrepreneur experience is going to be very, very hard. And the other 50% is going to be very, very uh, amazing. This helps you keep kind of steady, eddy not too high, not too low. There's one thing Loy has taught me is to say, hey, don't get too high, don't get too low, try to keep it steady. I'll never forget one day, it was like the highest high ever. You know, we signed a company to do guide culture. You know, a couple of sessions had completely sold out very early on. Um, and it all happened in one day. It was like such an amazing day. And then within a few hours, some really important stuff just completely felt fell through. I mean, within a day, it was like the highest high and the lowest low. But I think just knowing, like just knowing and experiencing now when I have a really, really high, like I remember one day I had a really, really great day and things were just were flowing really well. I came home and I went on a walk with Austin and I just kind of was like, okay, this is the 50%. Let me just like enjoy this 50% right here like it's not going to last forever. This moment, it might last 30 minutes, but this is the 50% of joy. And I'm just so excited to, to be in this place. And then when it's really hard, also just knowing like, Hey, this is the 50%. It will go away. It will be fine. It will pass. And knowing that also keeps you not super, super low either. I'm sure you've seen, you guys have seen a lot of memes where it shows like the journey of entrepreneurship and it's like this up, down, up, down, up, down, which is so true. It is like that. I think having this 50-50 mentality really keeps it from being so whiplash-like and keeps you kind of level-headed, which can make the experience better overall. And the seventh and final thing that I've learned in entrepreneurship is to do less and obsess. You got to choose a few priorities, but even that is not enough. Obsession over those chosen areas of focus is absolutely necessary. We did a whole podcast on do less and obsess, and I'm going to put it in the show notes, uh, but it is life changing when you not only just have priorities but like really cut things out and be obsessed with very very few things there just has to be a level of obsession you know it's interesting when i go back and i think about like my level of obsession with certain things i feel like i've been obsessed with with a couple of things number one is the actual program itself obsessed with making guide culture as incredible as possible. And you know, in the first episode, I talked about having a team and having a team of people obsessed with one thing, making that program as amazing as possible. Woof. That is, that is key. You know, I hear so many people, I do a lot of discovery calls and they'll say, you know, I really need to get clear on my niche or my ICA and I need, which is a ideal client avatar, which is true. A hundred percent. It's so true. You won't really have clients if your program isn't bomb you won't be able to know what that ICA is or know like who you serve really well unless you get some reps in with your program and perfect the program that honestly is number 1 in my is that's my opinion honestly everybody has opinions but being obsessed with your program and your product is critical. The other obsession is just the the culture of the business from the inside out and just making sure that the spirit is being scaled and not just the numbers or not just the people or not just the, you know, but really making sure that, hey, the culture within the business is what it needs to be. And then the third thing that I've really been obsessed with is just like cutting out personal things. Uh, you know, these last three or four years, I've really had to live a uh, very tight in terms of just extra activities. And honestly, it's been a joy. I'm like so happy to do that. You know, someone actually messaged me on Instagram the other day and she was like, what do you do for fun? You know? And honestly, in the last the last couple of years of entrepreneurship, like I've had to be obsessed. And there is very little that I regret about that because I can kind of start to see Uh, things kind of shifting to where things are a little bit more in place. Like I find myself not really working on the weekends as much. Um, I find myself like going home and actually like leaving my computer and my work stuff at the office, which I never used to do ever. I mean, I would work from the second I'd wake up to the second I went to bed, but I really believe that that level of obsession for a period of time, it really is necessary. Um, And also just like the mental clarity you have with being laser focused on a couple of things. And what that does for you is it allows you to think about the right things when you have some mental margin. So for example, you know, they say that you're the most creative when you're about to fall asleep and also like in running water. So uh, you might have a lot of ideas in the shower. I know I definitely do. When you have a lot on your plate and you're in the shower and you're about to fall asleep, your brain kind of gets almost like stressed, right? It starts to drift and think about things that you just need to do, or have to accomplish, and oh my gosh, I forgot about this, I forgot about this, but when you're so laser focused and obsessed with just a couple of things, When you are in those moments, you can kind of think specifically about the right things. You can kind of be obsessed and get creative and problem solve because there's not that much on your plate to feel like that you like have to do things, right? And honestly, during Corona, like to have so little things, like little events, you don't have to go to all these practices. You don't have to go to all these, you know, school things and work events. Like you can really get obsessed over a couple things. During the season, it's honestly an amazing opportunity. And I would just highly encourage to figure out hey, not only what do I need to prioritize, but what needs to be completely cut out of my life so that I can get obsessed for a period of time. You know, this isn't forever, but it is worth it to live like no one now so that you can live like no one later guys i hope these two episodes this series was helpful if it was please send me a message and let me know at the guide culture on instagram would love to know what you think which was your favorite what really resonated with you and what you are going to implement right after you listen to this thanks so much guys i hope you enjoyed and we will talk soon bye